Blog Talk Radio. This is the Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, Pop Rock Painter Jamie Rocks, and this is the big show. You found it. I sure I'm glad you did. Very, very excited. It's a uh, we're doing a Friday night, Friday evening. Uh, it's not really night yet. Uh, show, and we've got a couple really, really cool and funny. Um, well, I, I assume they're always funny because their 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 new movie that's coming out. I can believe it drops next week. Was uh, very cool and thought provoking. Um, of course, our guests, uh, the movie is called Bigfoot Famous, and our guests are Sam Millman and Mr. Peter Voss. Sam, Peter, how are you, my friend? Good. Hello, hello. Good. I, I, I don't know good. if we're always, I don't know if we're always funny, though. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is a great setup, a lot of pressure, and we're going to try to deliver as best we can here. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Um, well, you know, I... It was interesting because I get my show is a very weird mix of um, indie film. We we have a lot of independent film, a lot of uh, bands and whatnot on as well. Um, but in the indie market, uh, especially this last year, I've gotten several um, authors and, and, and movies, um, uh, you know, UFOs and, and crop circles and the like and whatnot. So when I got the uh, press kit uh, when it came in. I saw Bigfoot, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, I guess we're, we're, we're going the mysterious route again. And, um, you know, then I read the stuff, and, and I watched the film, and I'm like, oh, this is way different than what I thought. And um, I was pleasantly surprised. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, and very, well, thank you. Know, you. It, I think you're it, in a, a really good world there. With all oh, the Bigfoots yeah. and the UFOs, I actually, I, I have a, a UFO tattoo abducting a Bigfoot, so I, I think uh, we are meant to be on this, on this show. That's funny. That's awesome. That is fantastic. It's well, you know the um, I tell you, I've always been a skeptic of Bigfoot, uh, the Bigfoot phenomenon, um, until uh, about ten years ago. I was uh, in Portland, Oregon, and I had to go up to Seattle. Um, and I don't know, it was kind of a last minute thing. And even for a short distance like that, the plane tickets were really expensive. And I said, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to let them do the driving and uh, I'm going to take the Greyhound because it's about a quarter of the price of the plane ticket. And, um, I had never been in the Pacific Northwest before. And I thought, well, maybe I'll see some stuff, you know, I didn't know if I would see Bigfoot or not, but I've always, like I said, I've always been a skeptic. Until I went through that area uh, with those trees and everything, you know, like Northern California, Oregon, that whole neck of the woods, I'm like, there absolutely could be something <laughs> out there that nobody knows about. I'm telling you. Wait, so did, you, sick, did you see something? Did, did you see something no. or not? We got to know. No, no. Weirdos on the bus, that's about it. I fit right in with them. Um, you know, we had a good time and, uh, <laughs> and got up there. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize Cap in Seattle so, uh, was actually a hill. Say again? Yeah, those, those forests are so dense and vast, and I could definitely see how um, something could be living out there without knowing. Something I read recently that kind of blew my mind was, uh, it was a book about ghosts, but there's a mm. theory out there potentially that Bigfoot and Sasquatch are ghosts of Neanderthals and past beings that sometimes people see here and there. So that really got me going down a, down a rabbit hole. That's interesting. I have never, that's, so I've just heard this, you know, you saying this and I'm going to myself, of course it all clicks into place. That, that I've, I've never heard that before. And it makes so much sense. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's not at all what our movie's about, but, uh, no, it's an no. interesting thought. <laughs> but, yeah, Peter does, I always uh, do the standard. Yeah, <laughs> I always tell my friends, you know, when we're talking yeah. about ghosts or whatnot. 
I'll say, you know, it's weird. You never see, like, dinosaur ghosts or anything. I've never heard anybody say, hey, there's a T-Rex in my house, you know? Um, and you would think... Well, that, that's also a thought, too, it could be Loch Ness Monster is the ghost of a, like, water dinosaur. Another yeah, thing. absolutely. I tell I Peter all the time, he's, he, you know, Peter, Peter's got to get off those Reddit message boards. I tell him all the time, it's not, <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> oh, that's funny. He, well, let me ask you guys. He's you, addicted. You guys have a um, an interesting background. Uh, you started. How did Bad Weather Films and all of this kind of start and come together? Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> Sam and I are friends from high school. We actually met in TV class back when we were like sophomores in high school. And what I guess we bonded over, I was making Factory Boys music videos with my friends and my brother, and uh, we were looking for a fifth member in a long rolled Sam, and <laughs> kind of all just started from there. Um, they were kind of like, kind of half serious, half joking, but uh, definitely helped us learn how to edit and, and shoot stuff, and we started just kind of making comedy from there. Uh we went to both went to film school and then moved out to LA together, just making sketch sketch comedy content and um, we, we kind of threw it up bonded, on yeah. We also bonded over the Chicago Bulls. It wasn't just Backstreet Boys; it was Backstreet Boys and Chicago Bulls. So we right. had to clear that up. <laughs> were well, yeah, you guys, there, you guys were in the Greater Chicago later. area? Yeah, we, we were in we, the um, yeah. Yeah, go for it. Go, go for, for it. Him. And okay, I know okay. you really <laughs> want to say this. Uh, oh, I do. Uh, you know, we're from the, like, northwest suburbs, uh, sort of like the John Hughes suburbs uh, area of Chicago. Yeah. Nice. Naperville and the like. Yeah. I've been over to that a few times. I grew up in um, Metro Detroit, so whenever we wanted something fun to do, you know, that didn't involve burning cars or gunshots, we would head over, uh, take that six-hour drive uh, on 94, and, you know, the cool clubs and stuff were in Chicago. That's why. This was probably before you guys were born, but, uh, yeah, it was happening, man. <laughs> it was the place to be. The place to be. Um, yeah, it was, cool. it was cool. nice growing up there, but we, uh, I guess after college, we decided, you know, we need to move to Los Angeles. That's what everyone does when they want to make movies, right? So, um we started throwing up like our sketch stuff on YouTube just to show people. And we started de- developing like a little bit of a following from it. So we had a couple of videos go viral. We actually made a video for Tinder back in the day. Um, like we did a, a fake movie trailer that was a parody of the social network. And that kind of <laughs> took off a little bit and kind of helped our channel grow and started just growing um, our YouTube following we started working with a lot of influencers there and yeah that kind of one thing led to another we ended up uh writing and directing our first feature in 2016 um that one's called laid in america and it stars ksi casper lee bobby lee who's one of our like comedy heroes uh madison eisman all over the place right now but um yeah that's uh universal pictures picked that up and that was our, our first feature um and then that's we've amazing. just been, you know, making, yeah, yeah. So we've been uh, just making comedy ever since then. Um, uh, Bigfoot Famous here. This is our our second feature. So um, yeah, we're excited to kind of dive more into just interesting, cool ideas that re- can combine comedy and other genres as well. We've done a horror comedy short film, and uh, you know, Bigfoot Famous is definitely a comedy, but it definitely gets a little dark. Um, mm. and we tried to kind of like play around with that towards the, the end of the film. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't believe they hit that iceberg. No, I'm, I'm kidding, ladies and gentlemen. There was, there was <laughs> no spoilers. No spoilers, I, please. I wouldn't ruin the movie, but I will tell you that ending is phenomenal. Um, it's fantastic. Uh, the whole movie, actually. And you're right. This is, ladies and gentlemen, if you dig dark comedy, and I certainly do, this is right up your alley, and um, you know if if you live in the society we live in, um, oh man, it's it's interesting. 
I'm not really in the inter- entertainment business, but, uh, you know, I'm a painter by trade. I paint pictures of people and stuff. I've uh, been doing that a long time. But the thing is, is I hang out with a lot of people in the entertainment business. And it's interesting because there's people um, I have found, at least people I know, that are very passionate about their uh, their art, their whatever it is they're doing, you know, uh, their music, whatever, making film. Um, and then there's people uh, that they just want the notoriety. They want to be famous, you know, and I usually tell them there's easier ways um, and a lot less expensive, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> kind of a uh, – my hat goes off to uh, you filmmakers. Uh, number number one, I didn't know this. I was blissfully ignorant before I started doing the podcast of um, a lot of the, the background of, of film and independent – and especially independent film – um, you know, I'd watch something on the TV or uh, at the theater or whatnot, and I would think to myself, well, you know, they filmed this last month. Must have had a free week, you know? And normally, that um, is just not the case what, at all, you know? Uh, you talk to people, and they're like, oh, yeah, that, uh, you know, we, we filmed that five years ago, and it took, uh, you know, a year and a half <laughs> to make that, you know? And now yeah. you're hearing about it because of how the process works. But something interesting with YouTube, that whole thing kind of goes on its head because, as I understand it, at least in the the notes I have here, you guys shot this in eight days. Yeah, 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 yeah. We uh, we were itching to do something. Uh, this was last year, a few months into the pandemic, uh, around May, June, and then we shot it in. July, but we were prepping for a bit, May and June, and then, um, you know, uh, limited budget and all that, but we needed to figure out how, like, what kind of a movie we can do in a short amount of time frame with not many people, and so we had an idea, we've been toying with, like, this uh, Bigfoot idea for a while, and then, yeah, we, we talked to, like, some friends, and you know, filmmakers and um, figured out that <laughs> that was the time frame we could do it in. And, uh, you know, going up to the Redwoods, getting uh, our limited crew uh, and cast into um, an Airbnb. <laughs> and then, right, uh, right. yeah, just kind of just kind of filming it really uh, as quickly um, and efficiently as possible because, I mean, just, just the money was <laughs> was not there, and so you know, luckily we were able to utilize uh, these resources well. And I think people would be pretty surprised uh, to hear what we made it for because it looks definitely a lot more expensive than than it is. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna say, it does not look. This does not look. I have friends. I have seen guys. I've been doing this show. This is I don't know episode eleven hundred and something. I have seen movies that look like they were shot in someone's backyard on an iPhone. And I'm not putting that down. If there's a good story and good acting, you know, hey, you can, you work with what you got, you know. Um, but at the same time, this did not look like, what's the term they use in the film world? You guys probably know, uh, micro budget. You know, this did not look like a micro budget film. Um, this was fantastic. Uh, and maybe it was set, I don't know, you know, or uh, lighting or how you guys pulled it off, but it it looks fantastic, um, you know. You, yeah, well, you're well, shooting in a forest we'll a lot of it. And, yeah, well, we'll, we'll stick with that. Um, it was, you know, it's, we pulled together a lot of resources. Um, you know, the DP Dominic Lopez is a super talented friend of ours. Uh, Bobby Vongholm doing sound. These are all like close friends of ours, and all the cast as well. Um, you know, like Sam said, we just rented an Airbnb. We all stayed in one and. And shooting on location up in the Redwoods, specifically Humboldt Redwood State Park, gave us just these amazing locations that, you know, you know, it wasn't that expensive. We had, like, rangers on set with us. Um, but I think one really interesting factor in all this was this was, like, the beginning of the pandemic. Like, we shot this in July 2020, so there wasn't a lot of productions at all happening. Um, so a lot of our right. friends and people that we knew and actors, well, they weren't working. And um, it was kind of like just good timing. And it, <laughs> Humboldt the County, we, we worked with their film commission up there, and we were kind of – they were saying we were their 
guinea pig in terms of COVID because they hadn't done anything yet. Um, so we had like right. a COVID compliance officer. Um, and we basically, it, it was nice because we were a small crew. We were self-contained. We all tested negative before, and then we all, we were basically just filming outside in the forest. So we were um, trying to be as safe as possible, but it was still like such a weird time to be shooting something. Um, but yeah, it all kind of worked out because um, the timing just, I, I don't think we'd be able to do that if we did it right now. And now, folks, a couple of quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www dot J-A-M-I-E-R-O-X-X dot U-S. This is a message from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Older adults and people of any age who have serious underlying medical conditions are at higher risk for severe illness from COVID-19. If you are at higher risk, you should stay home as much as possible and avoid close contact with people who are sick to protect yourself. Call your doctor if you have concerns about COVID-19 and your medical condition, or if you get sick. For more information, visit cdc.gov. Metal Babe Mayhem is more than just an online store. It's a destination. MetalBabeMayhem.com carries over 150 rock and roll products, including clothing, jewelry, and accessories. Metal Babe Mayhem also offers shrine clothing and alchemy gothic jewelry. In addition, Metal Babe Mayhem founder Allison Metal Babe Cohen is a rock and roll journalist who supports local and national artists with rock and reviews, interviews, playlists, networking, and more. Metal Babe Mayhem is taking over the world one shirt at a time. Glittering amethyst, energizing citrate, colorful fluorite, the other side of the sun, Earth's treasures brought to light. Since 1999, we have offered a unique collection of hand-selected minerals and gems for every budget, for novices, collectors, and healers. Visit www.tosots.com to view our wide selection of offerings and use coupon code ROCKS, that's R-O-X-X, for 10% off your first order. Remember... T-O-S-O-T-S dot com. Earth's treasures brought to light. Hi folks, Jamie Rocks here. Hey, if you're a big fan of uh, historical, cool historical books uh, like me, then you're going to want to check out our newest uh, show sponsor, Michelle Albion. Uh, fantastic author. She's got some really interesting, cool books out uh, that you're going to want to check out. I'm a big fan of all of these. Uh, the Florida Life of Thomas Edison, the quotable Edison, quotable Henry Ford, uh, quotable Eleanor Roosevelt, and, of course, the quotable Amelia Earhart. Uh, Michelle's just very keen and, and very, very cool, um, and these are just very cool books. So check out her website. Uh, there's links to uh, where you can pick these up on Amazon and Barnes & Noble all over the place. Uh, MichelleAlbion.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-A. L-B-I-O-N.com. MichelleAubion.com. Very, very cool stuff. Check it out, folks. And another interesting point that, Sam, you could talk some more about is uh, a lot of the, well, basically the whole movie was improvised, which um, made <laughs> really? it fun yeah. and challenging. Yeah, we we outlined, we had a very detailed outline of where we needed the movie to go, but then a lot mm. of the cast have backgrounds, very good backgrounds, uh, like ground things. Uh, we, have, we have a good amount, like one of the leads, Chris Kleckner, Marty Meltzer, the Bigfoot expert, he's um, part of Groundlings. So, yeah, we we 
that was on our mind as we were creating the outline that we needed to make sure whoever is going to be in this is able to carry that weight. We, but yeah, so we knew where everything was going to go, but then it was a very interesting process of once we had the outline complete and we had a, a couple of days of rehearsals and then we were figuring out blocking and whatnot. But also, you know, once we get to the forest, like, pretty much everything is, is changing at that point. But it was loose because we're like, well, over there looks better than over here or the sun is an issue here. So let's go over, over there. Um, so it was pretty fluid on the process itself. And it was, it was nice to like whenever we do script anything, we always like to have the actors kind of you know have fun. We're not always like super tied to the dialogue itself, but you know we felt confident that as long as we knew where the, where the beginning and end of the scene was and the overall beginning and end of the movie that we we uh, we could come up with something that we'd be happy with. But I I, don't, I wouldn't recommend that for everybody. I, it definitely. Uh, I, I don't know if that's something we would have been able to do like when we first started out, but now having done just a lot of stuff, um, we were fairly confident uh, in in that task, but wouldn't wouldn't recommend it. I gotcha. I gotcha. Well, so none, none of those Stanley Kubrick do it 127 times uh, take type situations. But I would have expected <laughs> that surprises me. Because I would have expected on such a short filming um, uh, time frame that, you know, you'd go in, okay, this has to, ha and that's hard to do, like you were saying, out outdoors, you know. I mean, a cloud could go by, and that changes everything, you know. Um, it it rained today. <laughs> it rained for it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know. Absolutely. We got we got really, really lucky with weather conditions. There was only a few times that I remember that we would be filming and you, and then the sun came in and then we just like had to pivot um, because once the sun comes in and if it's not matching, yeah, you're kind of uh, not in a good uh, place. So, but we got lucky that it did not rain and there was, Peter, if I'm remembering, we did have some overcast a few days, right? Where, or the trees were, uh, blocking the sun because they were so large that mm. we didn't have to worry about it. Right, Peter? So if I'm remembering. Yeah, that. the I mean, one of the big advantages of filming in the Redwoods is the trees are so big that they do pretty much block the sun at all times, which made a really even um, light, which was really nice for us. But yeah, there'd be moments, times of the day where the sun just creeps in and then we're in the middle of a shot and then we have to like, you know, when we flip back the other way or even just we didn't get the take yet. We would just have to move it somewhere else in the forest. Um, mm. We did do a lot of like longer, um, longer one takes, which helped with the improv. And but like you're saying, the Kubrick shots. Uh, I do believe we did a couple of the, some of the takes like 18, 19 times because there was just so much wow. like choreography involved with the camera and the actors. And um, so some of those scenes were like a little hectic. But I guess it, you know. To Sam's point about the, the casting, like, the biggest advantage we had was, you know, we uh, developed this with Steph Barkley, who plays the lead, and she comes from a comedic acting background and really strong improv chops. And then we, you know, cast Chris Kleckner and Anthony Ma, Lauren Howard Hayes, Kelsey Gunn, um, Chase Juliet, just all these people that have very good improv skills, and they're all, like, very mm. talented actors, but they're also funny as well. So, um that made our jobs like so much easier because it, you know, there's a million things going on. Our, our DP Dom is basically by himself. He's got, you know, Tom, our AC was great and Kelsey, <laughs> just the whole crew was helping out. But we, uh, for these longer takes, it uh, sometimes was, and Sam was acting in half of them. So um, it was always tough to like <laughs> uh, choreograph everything, but that was kind of, once we nailed it, it was like a, a breath of relief and we could like go on to the next scene. <laughs> oh, it's, it's amazing. And I'll tell you, uh, my Mary, my wife uh, and her sister, um, one of the, one of their businesses that they have is uh, they're really into, I don't know if you guys have heard of uh, 
people that cosplay. They go to these, they dress up, make costumes, and go to these uh, yeah. Yeah. conventions and whatnot. Yeah, so they're into that, and they make props and all this kind of stuff. And um, so that being said, I have been on many trips to Joanne's Fabrics um, with them. And uh, the most boring thing in the world to me, but um, but it's and it's usually pretty expensive um, those trips. And that costume was phenomenal that you guys did. Uh, it was hilarious, and but it looked great, you know. And I know that wasn't cheap, you know. I saw, I just know from personal experience that stuff can add up, you know. There's another, uh, you know, money thing there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it, the, it was great. A good part of our our uh, budget <laughs> in pre-production yeah. were these uh, these Bigfoot costumes for sure. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh man. Well, it's it's a great and and folks, I don't want to give anything away. Um, and I know we haven't really said much. Uh, we do have the trailer posted on my website, and I've been posting it on social media and whatnot on all my uh, different things I'm on. Um, but so you can you can kind of get an idea. This is uh, an influencer. Uh, who's who's trying to get uh get those views, you know, get those those subs, um, and you know it's it's just it's a story that goes awry. But the thing is that that's interesting about it is, man, we all at least I do I know people like that, you know, maybe not that to that extent, of course, but that that you know they they think that that's their their way to it, you know, up the ladder, and um. It's just crazy. Uh-huh. It's crazy. You guys yeah, captured yeah. that real well. Yeah, we've we've lived in that world for so long, just like working <laughs> with influencers and knowing the space, and um, and it's not just influencers too. It's everybody. It's you know our parents. It's every, right. you know everybody now that can like have an Instagram or a Facebook or a TikTok is like trying to get followers, and not everyone necessarily should be doing it, you know, and and uh, it's just. I don't know, you know, we've, that was something we wanted to touch upon because it is such a big distraction these days. And um, I don't know, it's, it's, it kind of brings out the worst in some people um, and definitely can see that, you know, that's what we're trying to focus on in the film. Even people who weren't famous influencers, like we have little bits here and there where we have characters trying to get involved or trying to like leech off right. of other people or creating conspiracy theories about what's happening and creating fake drama just to get views. And um, yeah, it's just kind of like, I guess we tried to make a commentary on the the world that we live in now and, and the social media age and um, just how like fake and crazy it can be and what, what people will do to, to get followers. Like, you know, the lead Coley, she's like a washed up influencer who used to be famous and, she sees a viral video of Bigfoot online, and so she decides to go hire, like, a Bigfoot expert in a, in a tour guide, and she goes with her boyfriend, Jericho, who's played by Sam, and they go off into the woods to try to find Bigfoot and film it on her channel so she can be famous again. So that's kind of, like, the setup in, uh, yeah, I don't know, just, like, a lot of fun poking poking fun of that world. Oh, and it, it happens. It happens daily. It happens... Today, today, I was I was watching it play out the horrible tragedy in uh, New Mexico on the western with Alec Baldwin and all that, and you you're seeing people, yeah, you know, talking out of their ass, not having any clue what the, you know before anything, you know, just making crazy statements yeah. and whatnot and all this kind of, and I'm like, somebody's dead, man. Um, <laughs> a, yeah. little, a little respect, maybe. I'm saying, you know, let's let's. Let the police do their job. Everybody, you know, this is a tragedy. Uh, I think, you know, it seems that way uh, at the time, you know. Um, but yeah, you're seeing yeah. that. Yeah. I was watching that on Twitter today, and these are grown people, you know. I'm like, man, don't you have work to be? Do? It's a Friday. I'm working. What the hell? But you know, it's just you're right. It's the world we live in. It's interesting though. It's very interesting how you guys did it. And again, I'm not giving anything away. But I will say, folks, when you watch this film, you're going to know what I'm talking about when I say that ending is fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. Um, now, when does this uh, this movie drop? I believe it's – is it next week or week after? Yeah, it drops November 2nd. So we're November 2nd. Fantastic. 
And I saw that we have links. Uh, there is a website, of course, and whatnot, folks. And we also have links to all the um, uh, Bigfoot famous social media and whatnot. They're on Instagram and whatnot. But on the website, you can pre-order. Um, I saw BigfootFamous.com. Uh, you can get there. Uh, you can pre-order it now on uh, iTunes and whatnot. So, you know, you're guaranteed to have it uh, when it does drop. Not a bad thing to do. Um, very, very cool. Yes, please. So, please pre-order, please. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, and th- that, that's a really cool thing, and that helps um, with distribution. It's just it's a lot of stuff, business stuff, uh, that goes on behind the scenes that uh, that helps with. I'm sure uh, Sam and Peter will tell you, you know, <laughs> there's meetings that will take place with people in suits and ponytails and whatnot, and they'll say, well, what's the engagement, boys? What's happening? You know, and uh, it's nice for them to have some good numbers. <laughs> well, here it is. Here's the engagement. Now write the check. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. All the, all well, the it's, ponytails, it's a, yeah. Oh yeah, well you know it's uh, it's just business. It's just business. I was just watching a uh, a documentary about the uh, Hollywood accounting and um, you know how very few movies on paper have made any money, but yet the studios stay in business. It's fantastic. Yeah, there's um, some there's some shocking stories uh, about like uh, one of the Harry Potters, one of the Star Wars, and they're making like you know eight hundred, nine hundred million, but this. <laughs> I mean, yeah, probably what you saw in the studio saying, eh, well, yeah, that may be so, but we didn't make any money on it. <laughs> so we can't pay you, so there you go. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's no royalties. Royalties. You sell yeah. for that? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's, I'm sure that conversation has happened many, many times. But, um, well, you know, any time I have found, I'm an old man now, but I've been around a little bit. Anytime I've seen a lot of money moving around fast and quick, um, there's usually some shenanigans involved. <laughs> usually how that works. Just oh, think. yeah. Oh, yeah. Watch it very carefully. Anyhow. Anyhow. Well, this is a fantastic film. I want everybody to get out and watch it. This is um, – oh, sorry. I just got a uh, – I just got – doesn't even matter. Facebook. I just got an email from Facebook uh, explaining how they're changing things. They change stuff every day, man. Why are you bugging me doing the show? I'm all discombobulated now. <laughs> Anyhow. Um, it happens. It's okay. <laughs> social media. Well, it's going to be the death of me. But it's a good thing, too. It's positive. You know, you guys, I really liked, and it makes a lot of sense, you were saying how you have different bits and pieces um, of people reacting to this, the, the scandal that arises in the film and whatnot. And it's really cool how you guys did that because I imagine that was filmed. People could just film and send it in, right? Um, because they're making their own video in the film, you know, giving their opinion on right. that. That right. was smart. Right. And yeah, that was smart. Yeah, we sort of uh, – it, it definitely for, like, a viewer watching it, it's going to feel like a much bigger movie. But, yeah, in reality, it's like – because we do have a lot of actors in it, but, yeah, we, we – created it in a way that because people are reacting, like you're saying on social media, to um, a big event in the movie of somebody dying that, um, yeah, we just had um, actors and friends we know were like, hey, do you have a minute to just film a reaction? We just gave them the kind of what's going on in it. And and a few of them are actually uh, YouTubers, influencers. So some are like, it was just you know, second nature, just just filming that and sending it to us. They knew exactly what to do, which is which That's makes it even more real. But yeah, yeah, we just reached out to as many people as we could and and tried to get them in there and uh, make like what happens in the movie feel just that much uh, bigger that uh, it feels real. Well, people get you know they get hooked on this stuff in the real world. Um, and you guys capture that in the in the movie so well, you know that that whole, uh, you, you know I forget the gals, Gabby, whatever that you know that whole thing. Um, we've seen that recently happen, and, and man, everybody it, it cracks me up, and I don't know if it's just because everybody watches Dateline or whatever, or 2020. Um, but man, every there's a lot of uh, detectives out there. I had no idea. Um, <laughs> you know, everybody's just <laughs> uh, on. Uh, 
crime and whatnot. It's uh, it's crazy. Now this film, yeah, uh, it makes you think. <laughs> and to me, that's good art. I know we're talking about a dark comedy venue and whatnot. It is. It's funny, man. It's it's hilarious. Um, you know how you guys have the different archetypes that you run into in this world. Um, it, it's done real, really, really well. Uh, but it does make you think, you know, you, you watch this and you come away from it. You've had a couple laughs. Sure. Uh, but then you're like, oh, man, this is the world we live in. <laughs> I want to get off this ride. <laughs> or I want to go on a different one. Um, it was just crazy. Or sorry crazy. To do that Have you guys? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I love it. To me, that's good art. That's I love, <laughs> uh, you know. I've seen a lot of movies where you're like, okay, well, yeah, that was a good, uh, you know, I had fun. That was a good two hours or whatever. And, uh, you know, now on to the next, I don't think about it at all. Uh, to me, that was two hours of, I could have been doing something else. I like when my brain works a little bit. Um, now, I wanted to ask you guys, with this, did you guys, now, I know you had mentioned micro budgets and, uh, you know, uh, definitely a, a smaller budget for this film, uh, which I couldn't really tell. Um, did you guys do, um, oh, what do you call it where you raise money? Uh, I can't think of anything. Crowdfunding. Crowd. Uh, did you guys do a crowdfunding campaign for this? Uh, we, we did not. We actually, I mean, our entire budget came from friends and family that we knew. Um, obviously okay. we, we okay. know our friends and family, but yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't crowdsourced. It was kind of just like, it started off as like a passion project that we, figured we could pull off for a lower budget and kind of knew we've been like producing our own stuff for years. So we kind of had an idea of the budget we would need to pull this off. Um, but it really like, you know, all the factors, I guess the X factors um, are what made it stand out is just getting the right people, um, the right talented crew members and actors. And, you know, we kind of just like let the rest happen and, it, it helps that we edit as well. So when we're on set and when we're writing, you know, writing the outline, we we kind of knew where scenes would go, and that helps with all the improv. We've been editing improv for a while, so we kind of knew how it was all going to be structured. And then obviously uh, the music as well with Chris Gabriel just like crushed that and just really elevated everything once it was finished. And um, yeah, I, I, the first time I watched some of the scenes with the music, I like I teared up and I was like, wow. All right. This is like it's, it works. <laughs> um, that ending. Once again, together. I'm saying that ending. That was fantastic. Yeah, and, and that, that definitely put a layer on it. Yeah, yeah that, that song yeah. at the end is by our friend Lily Lily Kershaw, who's like an insanely talented musician, and just getting that song in there, I think, also gives it such a somber, kind of dark and and beautiful feel there to the end. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www dot j-a-m-i-e-r-o-x-x dot u-s My Love Shack Apothecary online shop has everything you need to build a special gift for yourself or someone who needs a little pampering. I hand make all of the products in small batches using only plant-based ingredients and therapeutic grade essential oils. Whether you choose one of my curated sets or want to build a custom gift set, My Love Shack Apothecary has everything you need to send a little sunshine to someone today. Please visit us online at www.loveshackapothecary.com. That's www.loveshackapothecary.com as well as online, on Instagram, and Facebook. Links are in our website. 
Support for this podcast comes from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center, ranked one of the top cancer centers in the nation for the last 27 years. The doctors at MD Anderson treat more rare cancers in a single day than many physicians see in a lifetime, and treatment plans are tailored to an individual patient's needs, allowing more comprehensive and thorough care. To become a patient, please visit makingcancerhistory.com. Aloha. If you have stress in your life or even anxiety and panic, I want to invite you to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast for a way out. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast is a relaxing and inspiring show, bringing you lifestyle changes to calm your nervous system and help you heal. Heal anxiety, panic, and PTSD for life. We bring you two episodes every week. There's no need to walk this path alone. Join us for a relaxing, informative, and inspiring time and start your journey out of anxiety panic. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. Aloha. Hey there, my name is Paige Beatty, and I am the founder of Hats On and Hats Off, which are two separate companies but aligned by the same philosophy of raising cancer awareness and forming smiles. Hats On is a for-profit corporation that sells cancer-specific hats to be proudly worn by you in hopes of raising awareness. A percentage of the proceeds will be donated to Hats Off, which is a non-profit corporation raising money to buy wigs for cancer patients who can't afford them. That's where we're forming smiles. I believe cancer has touched almost everyone's lives in one way or another, a friend, a family member, a friend of a friend. So please visit our website, www.hatsonhatsoff.com to learn how you can help raise awareness and form smiles. Rocks Gear, the online web shop of high-end luxury merchandise and products, all featuring original pop art paintings. From La Holla to Miami to London, www.merch.jamierocks.us. Yeah, it's fantastic, fantastic. Well, you guys did, I mean, I don't know, you guys probably know this, you know, you wake up every day, you look in the mirror. Uh, in case nobody's told you, keep doing what you're doing. You guys are real, real good at it, you know. Um, I can't wait to see more. Oh, well, thank, thank you. you. We appreciate, appreciate that. that. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm, I'm speaking the truth. It's uh you know, it, it, it's very cool. It, what you were saying there reminds – I was just reading uh, a couple months back. I was reading this, this book, this biography. Uh, somebody – I can't remember the author, but somebody had written about uh, Dave Bowie. They had all these interviews and stuff that different people – he had done over the years. And uh, somebody had asked him, they said, man, you know, you make all these hits. You, you do all this music, and it's just, you know, artistically great, blah, blah, blah. And he, he interrupted him, and he said, look, man, he goes, I, I – I work with the best people in the business. And when you do that, chances are pretty good that you're going to come out with something great, <laughs> you know, and uh, you can definitely tell everybody knocked it out of the park. Um, it, was, it, was, it was hilarious. Yeah, we, there, there's so many things that I wish I could, I could get into more, but I don't want to give anything away. <laughs> the forest ranger. Hilarious. <laughs> so good. Um, that's uh, you so know. I actually played the force for the park ranger. <laughs> so there so, you go. I didn't know, Peter. That's I didn't me. know. Yeah, I'm not know. a very good actor, but I can do characters, I guess. So uh, nothing serious for me, but um, yeah, <laughs> it, that's an insane character for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, he he recognized her from the accent, you know. <laughs> so funny. So funny. I love it. Peter, I love it. Peter's had Peter, Peter's had a lot of uh, practice as a character on our YouTube channel. We did a few um, sort of man on the street interviews, and Peter went out and we we filmed from a camera uh, far away, and he was just talking to people in that ranger character, and and he did it in Greece too uh, as well. Uh, where, where were you when you did that? 
No, I was at the at the Acropolis. I was just like Acropolis. talking to people as this park ranger. Yeah. <laughs> Joey the Joey the park ranger has been international. Yes. That nice. Nice. <laughs> well, that's awesome. That's awesome. But comedy is the same way, though. People are very, um, you know, everybody likes to laugh and whatnot. The thing about comedy is, and you guys know this as well, is, is it's hard. <laughs> you know, it's, um, there's a lot to it. Kind of like horror. You have that, because horror stinks if you don't have the build-up or the setup. I don't know what you call it. But, you know, you, you have to have the joke in front of you. You can't just have a punchline. And um, in comedy, even horror is kind of the same way. Um, so I imagine you guys are going to be very good at that, too, because it's obviously, obviously you got a track record for comedy, you know. Uh, that's cool. That is cool. Well, very cool. Now, you guys are doing something right in uh, Austin coming up soon. Is that right, or am I mixing up my guests? I don't think I am. Um, uh, we, Austin, we could be doing something cool in Austin. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I am mixing up my guess. I'm sorry, guys. I think you might be. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, if, if you want, we can go to. We'll go to Austin for you and uh, and do something cool and report back. <laughs> I hear Austin's kind of rough, man. I haven't been to Austin in 20 years. It was Sixth Street was the party when I was there, but I hear it's uh, it's kind of like Echo Park used to be in LA. Uh, yeah, it is. It, it's. <laughs> There's a cool vibe. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, very cool. Well, I can't wait for this to drop. Let me ask you this. Now, I assume, um, and I imagine when you do independent film, you get all these people, these actors, and, and cast and crew and whatnot, kind of like herding cats. Are you guys going to have, like, a little get-together um, on the uh, the second one this drops, like a little party? So we, after um, the cut was locked and the music was and sound mix and color was all finished. We actually had like a little private uh, cast and crew screening for it before we uh, showed it anywhere. So we found a little theater in LA and had everybody come and watch it and had a really good night doing that. But yeah, now it's just, uh, it's all hands on deck, just kind of marketing the film and and blasting it out. Um, Yeah, we might have a little, maybe we'll have a little get together. It's a, find a nice little outdoor uh, venue and, and show the movie. But, yeah, we've just had tremendous support from all the cast and crew, and they all felt like they are a part of it. And um, it's really exciting That's for us cool. to have them, like, as excited as us. It's not just stamina's movie. It's, it feels like a, a real project, especially with Steph, who was with us since the, the very beginning of the whole process. And uh, she's been, like, super great throughout and helping – Push the she, film to everybody. She was fantastic, and well. it. She sold it. Yeah, man. she super she sold it. It, it. Everybody did. Everybody did. It was it. it this is a good movie, and um, folks, don't worry, you won't forget about it because come the second, I'll be blasting it out um, all over the place <laughs> that uh, you can pick it up now. You can pre-order it now. Is what I'm telling you, and you know, it saves me some time too, blasting all that. I'll do it anyway. But yeah, pre-order it, and uh, you know, then you can see it and whatnot. Um, very very cool. It's uh, we all know how to stream now. Uh, that's one thing we learned over the last year and a half. Uh, everybody knows how to work that PlayStation, that Roku, um, or your phone. You know, it's amazing. I don't know. I have friends that complain about watching movies on a phone. I'm like, it's just like you're sitting far away. It's fine. It's fine. Put some headphones on though. Uh, well, very very cool. Well, gentlemen. Best of luck. You knocked this one out of the park. I know the next one's going to be phenomenal, too. Um, very, very cool. Uh, folks, I mentioned we have links up to the the, the, the movie page and uh, Facebook, Instagram, all that. Uh, these links, when we convert this to a podcast, those links follow the uh, the podcast. So if you're listening in the future to, on the show here on Spotify or something, hello from the past. Uh, but just click on those links, and it'll get you right there. And there you are, man. Like and share. Like and share. Chances are, if, if you dig something, your friends are going to dig it, too. Wow, guys. Well, thank you so much for taking some time out of your schedule to be on the show. I super appreciate it. Um, you guys rock. Cool. Turn it up to 10. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks we for really having us. really appreciate it. Thanks for checking out the Anytime, show. Anytime, gentlemen. Anytime. 
keep making these fantastic films. I really, really enjoyed this one. All right. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Well, folks, that's going to wrap it up for us today. Uh, We will be back on uh, Monday. Monday, we've got a uh, a really cool suspense uh, kind of psychological thriller um, called Dash Cam. Hitchcockian. I know that's not a word, folks. Don't email me. I, I get it. I'm just saying it's that's how it describes. I really enjoyed it. Anyhow, um, tune in Monday for that. Uh, this episode, of course, will be converted to a podcast. We're going to blast it out all over the place on all the uh, social media platforms and on all the podcasting platforms. We're on like 450 of them. So wherever you listen or download podcasts at, pretty good chance that we're on there. Um, if not, let them know that you would like to listen to our show. Now, that would be great if you do. I, I appreciate it. Anyhow, um, very cool. We will see you next time. Everybody have a great weekend. What do you guys got going on this weekend? You know, it's uh, two weeks before the big release. What What are you guys doing? Just partying in L.A.? Uh, I'm, going to, I'm going to the dentist, so that's exciting <laughs> for me. <laughs> watching some, uh, watching some, some Halloween movies, maybe. <laughs> Getting in there you year. go. <laughs> Let me ask you No, that's that's a Halloween. That could be a Halloween tale unto itself. Do you guys do up your uh, your place for Halloween and all that? Since you know you're making all these movies and everything, I I like getting uh, some pumpkins, uh, maybe some like little spice things around or candles. I know Sam really likes gourds. He has like a gourd collection. Yeah, I like gourds. I need to get I need to get some. Uh, I haven't yet, but I haven't done any no no decorating yet. But maybe this this last week before Halloween, maybe that's the time to do it. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, you know, or the week after, then everything's on sale. You know, um, it, although they yeah, get to put the true. pumpkins for Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, my, right, my wife, right. man, my wife and my mother-in-law, man, it is. The day after Valentine's Day and the day after Halloween, there's so much candy in our house. It's it's fantastic. I cannot complain at all. Uh, but they hit it. They hit yeah, it that's the best, the best day cool. to get a, a Halloween costume for next year is the day after Halloween. Yeah, <laughs> got to get, get ready. Or you guys already got those Bigfoot costumes. Just go as that. You could walk down the yeah, street there we go. in those, you know, holding a sign up. Pre-order, pre-order. Oh, that's a, that's a great idea. Oh, that is a good idea. Yeah, we should do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk to you guys soon. And, folks, thanks so much for tuning in and listening. We'll see you next time. Have a good one, guys. Thanks. See ya. Thank you. Bye-bye. This has been pop art painter Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rocks, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Tana Oli Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks at Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto. Hey, the Harry Hicks from Sverige. Ocknil is not Pop Rocks Radio made Jamie Rocks. Blog Talk Radio.